0: Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships, creates language for what motivates us, and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram's a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram Ninja. Hello. You ready to get aggressive today?
2: I am You know, I I can't ever say I'm ready to get aggressive, but I have prepared for this.
0: Pushing you into security. (laughs) We have spent so much time in some withdrawn space. Little f- fearful space, and now it's time to get up. Yeah. Okay. So, dear listener, two two caveats before we start. One, TJ and I have already done this recording, and uh, I forgot to turn something on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, Let's just say there was technical difficulties. We don't have to blame it on anyone
0: one that I am. And, <laughs> and second, uh, I should have put forth a disclaimer at the beginning of uh, our, our our episode, which I'm going to do now, which we haven't had to say yet, but this will be an explicit podcast. Mm. Oh, sure. We're going to be talking about heavy drug use. We're going to be talking about some graphic sexual themes. We're going to be talking about death by suicide and there's a lot of profanities. Yep. And so, uh, we, you and I normally hold back a little bit, but uh, we, we may just... Just, just, let just let loose on this one? <laughs> You'll see how profane we <laughs> actually are.
2: Yeah, we use our church voice <laughs> most <laughs> of the time.
0: and Really, it's mostly just when we get to the eights. The sevens aren't actually that bad.
2: I mean, drug use. Got some drug use. Sexual conversations. You know, the land of rock and roll is the land of sevens and eights. That's
0: exactly right. You know, I saw a, <laughs> m- a meme the other day that it was like a musician in, in 1970s, 1980s. And it's a guy with passed out next to a bottle of Jack Daniels. And mm-hmm. then it said rock musician in 2020. It's a guy at a coffee shop with a bass sitting <laughs> like at a table, <laughs> like put recording onto a computer in front of him. Love it. Anyway, the, the stereotype, I think, is from most of these people that we're talking about.
2: The 60s and 70s and 80s were a wild time, man.
0: Apparently. I, I, I know that you've seen this, totally side note, but the fact that kids are not having sex alcohol problems you know etc like in like the percentages are just dropping off of a shelf
2: which we all should celebrate <laughs> except that we're just replacing those problems with other issues
0: i actually hear yeah. sociologists who are saying we need kids to have more sex this ends up being a place <laughs> <laughs> where we didn't realize that this was a place of relational connection and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. self-actualization and it's something that we've never experienced before where like literally i saw a stat the 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 other day like 50 percent of males are just pulling out of um, sexual contact with females in pursuit
2: and as we all know the pulling out is not a successful method as i told you explicit podcast (laughs) 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 i know at least one listener that would not have let me live it down if I had left that alone.
0: We're actually gonna start with somebody who is involved with a lot of drug use, but maybe not always associated with drug use. Sure. And yeah. it's somebody in when we did, we're just gonna jump into the sevens, by the way. When we did our love song deep dive, I had a song that was typed as a six song. Mm-hmm. But TJ and I, the more that we've talked about this artist, we think that they fall in seven camp. Yeah. And that would be one Brian Wilson. Love it. Uh, bye, bye, <drum> Brian Wilson is arguably One of the greatest musicians in the 20th century Yep And you will know Brian Wilson Is the chief composer and singer of the Beach Boys
2: you don't Treat yourself
0: Treat yourself is right you What's interesting it, with Wilson Is that gets disguised Kind of in the style that Wilson is jumping into You know it's, it's upbeat Surfer rock Yep But the complexity of his arrangements specifically the vocal arrangements is next level yeah musicianship
2: yeah absolutely yeah i uh, as an adult i have had to sort of come back around to listening and appreciating the beach boys cuz like growing up it was around all the time i i know all the songs uh, that were popular and like we we listened to them because i grew up in the 90s and and i never really cared i don't care for that beach rock kind of like the Bay city rollers don't care that like that style of music. I don't care for, but as an adult learning, especially the, the rivalry between Brian Wilson and Paul McCartney, like appreciating the musicianship behind this music that I don't really care for has made me see it in a different light.
0: Yep. I was introduced to the beach boys through the terrible beach boys christmas album which my family played on a loop uh all through december i'm like this is the what they spent an hour and a half recording that and just (laughs) like (laughs) we're gonna make a million dollars off of an hour and a half of work and that's what sounds like i just hated that album and so one of the
2: five in your your dad's changer (laughs) right (laughs)
0: seriously that phantom of the opera and some country music
2: maybe celtic women
0: (laughs) Sings at the top of his lungs while doing his very intense uh, barbecue recipe, sure. yeah. Which, by the way, is glorious. Of course, it is. I think the music inspires that, but
2: you know, so. <laughs> gets him in the zone. It's it's what he remembers.
0: <laughs> okay, you want to hear something funny about Enneagram Ones, real quick? Yes. Side, whole side note. So my dad is a triathlete. Seven. He's uh. What is he? He's born in nineteen forty eight. So Seventy five he's trying training for a full triathlon. Um, and he's complaining about his neck and he's telling me about some of his ailments. And he's really hoping to finish this, um, this race. And we've been talking about this for, for a while. I talked to him a little bit more frequently than I used to. And just yesterday he's talking about this and I was like, well, what does your trainer say? And he says, well, my trainer says, you know, Mark, if you're going to be one of only a hundred men who have ever completed a triathlon after they're 75 so this may be difficult I had never heard that before mm, sure and yeah. there's the Enneagram oneness of just total it's like just all self-condemning my body's not keeping up my mind you know mm-hmm, I'm trying mm-hmm, to push it mm-hmm. to its limits it's trying to get in my my yeah. neck just hurts my feet hurt I can't do this yeah one you're of 100 people on the planet <laughs> you're 75 told this to my wife and she just like... You know, I rolled because, of course, I'm my father's son. Sure. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: But also, in your defense, your wife is not going to be taking the failures of her body as she gets older very well either.
0: It's true. One series and eights. We'll talk about eights and their bodies here to, today as well. It's true. Circling back to the Beach Boys. <laughs>
2: oh right yeah we're here to do a podcast
0: there are so many charts that we could be talking about uh i just love the hell out of barbara love the hell out of kokomo we we are unfortunately i might mention good vibrations at the end which is just a masterpiece sure and the last song that they recorded but i wanted to start with fun 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 just to get us in the mood brian wilson is a 7 is going to do something that we saw in Garth Brooks when we tackle Garth Brooks in our love songs and he writes a song called Ain't Going Down till the Sun Comes Up in which a lot of his own sevenness gets placed in a character and mm-hmm. it's a female character who he describes on an adventure. Yeah. Very similar song.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of words but he's not really saying much. Basically saying she's on to
0: the next thing. <laughs> what are your songs about? You know On to the next Doing thing. something else yeah <laughs> Yep <laughs> Well she got her
1: daddy's car And she cruised through the hamburger stand now Seems she forgot all about the library Like she told her old man now And with the radio blast And goes cruising just as fast as she can now And she'll have fun, fun, fun Till her daddy takes a T-burr away fun, 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 Till her daddy takes a
0: away t- As you were saying glorious song quality musicianship just about nothing yep
2: (laughs) she's gonna have fun because she borrowed her dad's t-bird
0: there's another musician i'm gonna i'm gonna mention a couple times i think while we're going and this didn't sneak into our first recording and it's mozart we typed mozart Mm. as a seven when we did our salieri deep dive in our villain series by the way if you haven't heard villains for salieri in my mind, it was one of our best uh, episodes. Just love the hell out of it.
2: One of our best episodes based on one of the best movies of all time.
0: Just glorious. Winning. Movie typing podcast if it's not our main yeah. cast, which you should subscribe to that anyway, by the way. Yeah. Sure. Um, a lot of Mozart's music is of this sort where it's these these incredible pieces of opera and they're, you know, this is about a brothel, yep. <laughs> as opposed to other people in his day who are singing about gods and, you know, theology and these epic themes.
2: Little diddies, about nothing.
0: <laughs> about nothing, but they end up being the greatest music that had ever been composed at that time. And maybe at any time. Same story here. Yeah. She forgot the library. You know what the library is for a seven? Uh Boring? You know what sounds much more fun than the library? Uh, cruising through the hamburger stand? <laughs> cruising with a, in a T-Bird, man. <laughs> with a radio blast in. Uh, going just as fast as she can now. Speed is a huge part of this song, in fact. Yeah. That actually is where the second uh, line goes.
1: Well, because walks like you walk like now, you walk like She makes the me 500 look like the Roman cherry like now, you look like, an ace. No, you look like an ace. A lot of guys try to catch her But she leaves them on a wild chase now, you drive like an she'll have fun, fun, fun Till daddy
2: Speed! Yeah, the, I mean, this whole song is about excitement. And doing something fun. It's literally called fun, fun, fun. It's all about doing something fun. And damn the consequences. Yeah. We'll deal with the consequences later. Right now we're going to have fun. And that's a very seven thing to think about. Yeah, we'll deal with this when it comes up.
0: We'll see this in both sevens and eights, that they're going, going, going in excess in their number until they crash and and it's even per like it's it's like foreseen by this author. Right. There there will be a time where there'll be consequences, but we'll burn down that bridge when we get that's, there. That's it. We'll... <laughs> <laughs> I bet you I can uh, schmooze dad when the time comes. Yeah. It'll be fine. Positive look all over there? Yeah, we'll deal with that later. I mean, even with the last verse, it it feels like that. Like there's like this sense of foreboding in the future. Here's future fear, by the way.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you knew all along that your dad was doing wise to you now, now you shouldn't lie. And since he took your set of keys, you've been thinking that your fun is all through you Now you shouldn't lie. But you can come along with me, because we got a lot of things to
0: She gets fun, caught fun, and is in a place away. of stuckedness, dare we mm-hmm. say, until the author of the song shows up to free her and take yeah. her to on a new adventure.
2: Yeah, I love that. The, the perspective of the author now comes through and says, oh, this whole thing is <laughs> like a seven describing a seven and like, here's your out. I I realize you got stuck, but here's your out. I'm just going to take you with me now.
0: Joyful song. The author uh, has this. We'll talk about Brian Wilson and the difficulties Brian Wilson had in a minute. But on the face of it, you would never know that Brian Wilson really struggled Mm -hmm. with, I've I've forgotten what it was, but it's some sort of bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. I mean, he stayed in bed, yeah, for like five straight years. Right, yeah. Severe crash.
2: He's alive, right? He's still not, you know, correct. Exactly out there doing stuff, moving and shaking. His world sort of crashed around him, and
0: came through Fort Collins right before COVID, of all things. Oh. I, so I had a buddy who went and saw the show, um, but it, but it is. It's I think I mean here's here's the thing. Fort Collins is a smaller town in Colorado. He's not going to that to the urban center, right? To to perform in front of a bunch of people. He played very. It was an intimate sort of performance, and right. that may be case in point.
2: Yep. I would also like to to just make a quick shout out to all of my fellow Thunderbirds, because that was my high school mascot. Come on. That school doesn't exist anymore,
0: because they closed it down, but. Someone took the T-Bird away?
2: Somebody took the T-Bird away.
3: <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm.
0: I get around, I get around, very complex, singing about nothing it's this theme is gonna come up over and again
2: yeah this song is amazingly it, it complex for a song that is about nothing
0: just listen to this intro round
2: round get around i get around
1: yeah get around
3: round round, round i get around i get
0: finally gets to the verse. Okay, so what what are you going to sing about now that you have this epic intro? I'm getting
1: driving up and down the same old strip. I gotta find a new place where the kids are hip.
0: That's it. Yep. Stuckedness, he's bugged going up and down the same old strip. Yeah. It's boring. We've done all of this before. My butt... <laughs> the next part of this is hilarious to me. <laughs> I don't know what you would call this. It, it, his social awkwardness, I feel like, is is all over that line. Hmm. But calling people bad guys, like these bad guys would normally beat us up, my friends yeah, like, and me. Is is this a Sharks and Jets situation? <laughs> so like, like, who are the bad guys in this town? They suddenly realize, oh, you're with the Beach Boys. <laughs> 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 They're getting real well known. This is a lot of his younger charts. Um, as he as he matures, especially when a lot of people will point this out, when he gets to Pet Sounds, Pet Sounds is arguably one of the greatest rock albums mm-hmm. ever composed. And wouldn't it be nice, which we're going to cover next, is off Pet Sounds, and there's a little bit more of himself coming out. It's not just his Seven in Excess. This is where I'm composing from, kind of personality. Right but now, there's going to be some more. There's going to be a little bit more depth going on in himself in this song and his ambitions and his wants and even like a self-revelation but wouldn't it be nice
2: Yeah, it's it's just all about like this this vision of the future that we could have. Like let, let's get to that thing on the other side.
0: Second verse just builds on that. Mm-hmm.
2: One of the things that stands out to me about his writing, like like if if we we could easily compare this to sort of a, a forish perspective. Like we, we talked about uh Purple Rain with uh Prince and his vision of seeing the woman that he loves so much standing at the end of the world in the in the blood rain from the <laughs> blue sky. Mm-hmm. And while that is this sort of idealistic vi- Vision, it is also a very poetic vision. This is a vision of things that we're going to do together in this future. So the, the idealism comes through, and like we'll be so happy in this imaginary future where like here's all the things that we're gonna do because we're so happy and and these things that we're gonna do are gonna make us happy. It's much more action-oriented as opposed to like the four writing about how we will feel in this future.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that I noticed in, in, in our first take of this podcast was how little I talked about motive and I really wanted to hit it with this one mm-hmm. that... This is seven expressing itself in the world, but the motive underlying this I think is a deep fear. And the fear is that I'm going to be alone, and mm-hmm. the way I'm going to overcome that is through this optimistic envisioning of the future that I'm pulling another person into. Yeah. But if that doesn't go well, I will be alone and terrified, but I solve that problem with these optimistic visions.
3: Right.
2: And idealism. And and yeah, all of it is good things that are gonna happen. Like yep. there, there's no thought about like how hard it actually is to live with another person and like the complications of being actually in relationship in the long term because it's not all sunshine and roses all the time. But the vision of that is that it's going to be great. Yeah, because I don't want to deal with the fear of what could hold
0: me back. We could be married. We could be married. We could be happy.
2: We could be happy.
0: (laughs) It'd be nice. Love the hell out of Brian Wilson as a a seven on these fronts. And there's something about reciprocated love. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but there's uh, something that Saturday Night Live did when when it kind of became known that Wilson was having problems.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Aykroyd and Belushi go to his house and are filmed like knocking on the door and pulling him out of bed and taking him to the beach and jumping around and just being really sure. enthusiastic yeah. to be around yeah. with him. It's like, like, you don't have to be in the bed. <laughs> 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 They're play, playing, beach boys music behind it. It was so, it was like, it was so cute, but it was also one of those things where it was, you know, you're, you're, if, if you hear that somebody's struggling, your heart breaks, it's absolutely identical in my mind to, you know, with Robin Williams. You know, sure. it's like, oh, yeah. you you let us into these great things, and all we all want to do is just give you we hugs, just want to cheer and you up, yeah. pull pull you out of that. You know, yeah. like you have us. Go 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 go. Yep.
2: Crash. And if you don't deal with that crash, sevens, you're you may not see the other side of it.
0: And that's like good vibrations was. I heard it's like, I mean, it's like an LSD trip kind of song, but it's, again, just so optimistic, powerful, beautiful.
1: hmm I'm picking up her vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. I'm backing up her
0: of composition yeah. and again very optimistic and you don't realize he's gonna crash in just a couple weeks right and that's yeah. you know they started he started that album that album was called sunshine
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that was the first track and then you know that's about what i know about brian wilson but yeah, second song or second artist i wanted to cover is mike posner some of you may not know this person, but he wrote a song called, I took a pill in Ibiza. This has been like the seven anthem for me to remind myself of the heart, the Mm -hmm. motive, and what's going on in the internal life. We've talked about this, like this is what our series is called, it's Mm -hmm. my relationship with myself. And what do do sevens experience from the inside? It feels to me like this song much more gets at the heart of, of that. And of what the crash can look like. Yeah. It's not just that this song got performed, it was actually popular enough to where a handful of folks have covered it, and the covers I think are super interesting. Yeah. So I would love to I would love to play the two covers first and then get into the original on the backside. Because the first cover that came out was like a techno version of this song.
4: But you don't wanna be high like me, never really know why like me. You don't ever wanna step off that roller coaster and be all the And you don't wanna ride the bus like this, never know who to trust like this. You don't wanna be stuck up on that stage singing stuck up on that station Oh I know a sad soul.
0: And it was almost as though it was a collaborative, to my knowledge, of Posner and someone else. And they it was almost like he needed to reframe the darkness of this song. Right. That had gotten really popular.
2: Yeah, he accidentally wrote this song from a a very dark place and then it accidentally became like known. (laughs) Yeah. Oops.
0: The the song is about him being washed up and never gonna succeed in this thing. Yeah. You know, and then suddenly, boom. Yep. Well, now that you're popular, what do you do? Now it's a club hit? <laughs> That's right. What? He doesn't want to be stuck on a stage singing sad songs, apparently. Right. So let's put a backbeat to this sucker. Turn it up to 11, as we'll see with some other uh, artists that we'll cover. <laughs> and, and we're going.
2: And lean into the the superficial level meaning of the lyrics.
0: And on the flip side, there is a cover by... I, I don't know who this person is outside of. It's it's a melancholy kind of coffee shop rendition of of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, artist is Grace Grundy.
5: I took a bit in an oh. to show the I was cool. Oh. When I finally oh. got sober, about 10 years older, but hey, it was something to do. I'm living out in LA. A driver's voice got just approved. I'm a real big baller, cause I made a million dollars and I spent it on girls and shoes. But you don't wanna be high like me. Never really knowing why like me. You don't ever wanna step off that roller coaster, be all alone. You don't wanna ride the bus like this. Never knowing who to trust like this. You don't wanna be stuck up on I say singing, Stuck up on I say singing. I
0: I think she puts her thumb on what the actual song is. Right. Because she flips it into a, a more minor key and sings it out of that space. And I listen to this and it just breaks my heart because I'm like, that's sevenness. Yeah it's, yeah. it's here.
2: And and having them sort of like side by side is, is part of understanding seven.
0: I took a
4: pill in Ibiza To show a Avicii I was cool And when I finally got sober Felt ten years older But fuck it, it was something to do I'm living out in L.A. I drive a sports car just to prove I'm a real big baller Cause I made a million dollars And I spend it on girls' and shoes But you don't wanna be high like me Never really know a
0: I don't know of any other types that are obsessed with shoes the way that sevens are i'm right here you do, are you obsessed with shoes <laughs> i'm
2: obsessed i talk about <laughs> shoes all the time
0: what i don't know your I,
2: wife and i have had so no. many conversations about your shoes well see i tune
0: out when you guys start talking <laughs> so that's not that surprising I know. Okay, so I, uh, there's a guy that that I know who like his backup plan for when his like his career crashes is just to start a shoe store. <laughs> oh, he's sure. a seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is always when the when when things go really badly, I'm just moving out to Los Angeles and starting a shoe store. That was his perfect. That was his big idea.
2: But anyway, sevens and shoes.
0: <laughs> sevens and shoes. It just yeah. I, the only reason I put shoes out there, it's like it's flashy. Mm-hmm. It's something that there they're, it almost is a, a a symbol of movement. yeah. Very clever writing because you could be making a million dollars spending it on girls. but the last line that I spent it on girls and shoes, I find fantastic. it, sure. it, it brings a, a certain quality to it. We may if we ever get a chance to do a deep dive into the Breaking Bad universe, but I see Saul Goodman all over. That kind of move, where Saul Goodman is this man who has these very vibrant uh, suits that he buys when mm. he finally has some money, has some, yeah. some meth money. <laughs> um, very colorful, and that's, I suppose, what I read here.
2: Sure, yeah. Uh, there, there is something real here about... The, the sort of superficial level of gaining that kind of success yes. and wasting it because you don't actually know what you're doing. You're just spending it on good experience. Yeah. On 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 fun and entertaining and girls and shoes and things you don't need. Yeah. There's a gluttony represented in the consumption of these things that definitely do
0: not fill you up. It's a it's a good call. The addictive the addictive personality that's m- living high, like there, there's energy here. It's communal. It's not, it's not getting heroin high in a, you know, a dark room. Like we're going to see when we get to the eights, right? This is a different kind of pushing into your physicality. Yeah. The chorus has a little bit of one going on for me and lessons learned.
4: But you don't want to be high like me, never really Just like this, you don't wanna be stuck up on that stage singing, stuck up on that stage singing.
0: I say one because it's prescriptive to somebody else. Mm, sure. But the topic is all awesome. seven.
2: And it's describing the sort of fakeness of prizing the experience above everything else. Yep. He very clearly recognizes that his pursuit of those, those sort of like mountaintops gave him nothing. Yep, And he's trying to tell other people this is not what you actually want.
0: The worst moment that he can imagine is being stuck, but it's a very public stuckedness. Yeah, uh, up on that stage singing sad songs. Yep, have a again a, a buddy who was very uh, successful in his career as a speaker. who's was a seven, and it, it did a like some memoir work, but talked about being in a closet prior to a, to events. And mm-hmm. just thinking to himself, how far can I drive between now and the time that the event starts? Yeah, um, and that I suppose that's what goes through my mind here.
2: Yeah, yeah there is a real sense of like we we talk about this a lot when we talk about sevens and growth because when sevens grow, they aren't necessarily the life of the party anymore, and the people around sevens like that. This happens when any of us grow. People who have gotten used to your your the the good things that your dysfunction brings don't like it when you start to address the dysfunction. This right. is particularly true of sevens. And when sevens start to grow and aren't the life of the party anymore, their friends are upset that they're not the life of the party. And and like there's a real hindrance with sevens and and this sense of like not not wanting to be stuck in that place where they have to be the performing monkey and, and the people around them, the circumstances in which they've the, the fame that they've acclaimed because of their dancing monkeyness won't let them grow. Right. And and that's not like that that is a place of stuckness when you can't do what you want because your fame has kept you
0: in a box. Yeah, another experience I had of a, a gentleman is a seven is a performer went to an after party. Everybody had shown up at the after party uh, expecting exactly that. Oh, there's yeah. more to come, mm-hmm. so I'm going to after a party. Well, he it was the after party, so he was exhausted yeah. from after the. And so, yeah. like everybody was kind of around this guy, but he kept throwing the ball to the dude on his left. It's like, what, yep. what do you think about this? And the guy on his left was just like this, you know, you know, it's one of those dolls that just like you pull the string and it's just. <laughs> You know, and so, so little Chatty Cathy like, doll just kept, except for the strings in front of your chest. You're like, Bla, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> see, plane straight to now a bomb. Classic, friend. actually, a great movie for uh, sevens, by the way. Yeah, mm, yeah. And John Candy is a seven. Um, anyway, second verse, stellar on this front. I'm just a singer who already
4: blew his shot. I get along with old timers cause my name's a reminder of a pop song people forgot. And I can't keep a girl, no. home. Cause as soon as the sun comes up, I cut them all loose and works my excuse. But the truth is I can't
0: open up. Now you don't want to be high
4: like me. Never That
0: last uh, half of that, I think, again, lots of seven perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In there
2: yeah the like moving on the, and not being able to open up is a very real thing that seven struggle with because people don't want to hear the bad things that are going on with the seven they want to hear the jokes or the songs or the the characters or they, they want to hear the performance that they're used yep. to
0: can't open up is a gr- great ref- expression of feeling repression mm-hmm. and you pointed this out in our last conversation it's not i don't open up it's i can't open up yeah and those yeah. are different,
2: and it, it it may not be the case that they can't, but they have backed themselves into a position where they feel like they they can't, and that's essentially the same thing.
0: <laughs> there is a factual nature there as well as it, it's like a, there's an observation, mm-hmm. as it were, of uh, even a dis, is there a disconnection there? Like I can't open up. I'm moving on,
2: and uh, I'm tying to the the that sort of underlying message that the things that that matter to them the things that that they think they need are not going to be provided for them like when 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 you think that having needs is a problem then you just work on not having needs or not ever expressing those needs
0: Mm. on the opposite side of the coin the other quintessential seven song is from sticks and uh this would be of Mr. Roboto fame for those of you who aren't into seventies charts.
2: <laughs> if you don't know who Styx is, you should.
0: Styx is the band I most associate in my mind with Spinal Tap in terms of what's being mocked or elevated. Right.
2: right. Yeah. There are a handful of bands that this is that Spinal Tap is sort of like taking aim at, but Styx is one of the good ones that really just Point straight at it.
0: Most seven song for me is this one. It's uh, it's come sail away. Love it. We haven't talked about this in terms of sevens as storytellers, mm-hmm. who aren't getting to the punchline very quickly because they want to sap everything out of the experience of getting yes. you slowly from here to there. Yes. Yep. And that because the whole thing is an
2: entertainment, and the lot like the more you draw it out before you get to the punchline, sometimes the juicier the punchline is. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's great. This one I had never noticed the punchline of the song till our discussion. So we'll get to the punchline cuz I always thought that this was a song about death. And yeah. it's so optimistic.
2: It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's about yeah.
0: Like, it, just reframing of a dark thing is what I always had in my mind here. Mm-hmm. I'm sailing away. I'm, here's the thing. I'm going to read down these lyrics. I probably won't play all of the music because it takes five minutes to get to the chorus.
2: Seriously, it's so long. <laughs> it's really drawn out. Which also lends credence to the this is actually about something important theory. Right, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: And maybe maybe he can't even get there. And so, like, when you actually get to the moment where you're like, I really hope you say something profound, we get something slightly off, slightly different. I'm sailing away, set an open course for the Virgin Sea because I've got to be free, free to face the life that's ahead of me. On board, I'm the captain. So climb aboard. We'll search for tomorrow on every shore and I'll try. Oh Lord, I'll try to carry on. The Peter Pan Im- imagery is all over this. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: I got to be free. I got we we'll, we're just, you know, we're just going to going to keep going. We're just going to keep trying and yeah, it's, it's going to, yeah. Well, it's going to be all right. We'll just search for tomorrow. It's fine. We'll just keep going. I
0: look to the sea. Reflections in the waves spark my memory. Some happy, some sad. I think of childhood friends and the dreams we had. We lived happily forever, so the story goes. But somehow we missed out on the pot of gold. But we'll try best we can to carry on. I'll come back to that last line. But even here, and we haven't talked about sevens on this front Thinking about the past. Yeah. Sevens don't have an anchor in the past. They're right. almost 100% future. And when they talk about the past, what do they do? They reframe
2: it. They change it. They, they change have a it. different perspective. They re- literally remember things differently than the rest of us. Yep. That big fight at Thanksgiving <laughs> when you were kids, they don't remember how bad bad that situation was. They remember the funny thing that happened after the fight.
0: 7s <laughs> did not film the bear, by the way. No. Of course not. It's a- Actually no,
2: that's entirely possible because that story is hilarious. <laughs> it is so funny. It's very disturbing for me, especially if you're a 7.
0: To think wait, to think about the story in a do you realize how 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 crazy this was? Okay, Could small went-
2: spoiler alert. If you have not seen the bear and are looking to shut off, turn this off right or just like skip <laughs> ahead uh, thirty seconds or so. When he r- talks about it the next day, okay, or in the next episode, he s- recounts that whole episode as he was telling his girlfriend a story about the time when his mom crashed a car at Thanksgiving.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It is not the story about
2: the biggest, most tense fights, (laughs) the most insane family situation, and then sitting down at dinner, and it just implodes in such a terror. It's not about how awful... Uncle Lee is. It's not about how really severely unhinged Mike was. It's not about any of that stuff. It's a story about the time that his mom crashed her car into the into the house at Thanksgiving. That's how he remembers that happening.
0: I want to say I'm so proud of you for getting through the bear because- a conflict averse. I don't know if it's different when it's somebody else, but
2: conflict makes me pretty intense or it makes me feel a lot. But like when I'm watching it on TV, it's not as bad. Okay. Yeah.
0: The, the bear is really phenomenal. If you haven't gotten a chance, it. so good. watch it. It's on Hulu. <sighs> okay. Anyway, so
2: talking about sticks, not the bear.
0: He is building those verses, setting yeah. the stage. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's all dripping with this idealistic nostalgia. And then, like the the transition to the pre-chorus is 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 so Spinal Tap energy for me in terms of, but we'll try best that we can to carry on. on. And then the pre-chorus, a gathering of angels appeared above my head. They sang to me a song of hope, and this is what they said.
2: been brought on this journey and like there it's it's so clearly <laughs> like a metaphor for death like the band is Styx, which is the river in hades <laughs> that's, that's right like, you're crossing like, into the land of the dead
0: this is
3: it's
2: Gotta be a land about the after, or a song about the afterlife, this right?
0: Is, this is Monty Python to me. the The clouds opening up and mm-hmm. you know light yes. shining all yes. over. Angels and in the heavens
2: <laughs> just appear. Really bad CGI.
0: And of course, "Come Sail Away with Me" is I, is its idealism, and he is pulling his audience and his people into this heavenly space. Yeah, it, this is, we're going to talk about this in the next song that we hit.
2: the The elves traveling to. <laughs> Valinor, like
0: that's exactly it. You think this is all about death, and then the very last lines. I thought that they were angels, but to my surprise, we climbed aboard their starships and headed for the skies.
2: Nope, it's about aliens. (laughs)
3: <laughs> this
2: wonderfully profound song that takes so long to build and like draws you into the story. Up, oh, Aliens.
0: It's a Seinfeld episode. It's so well composed and it's about <laughs> nothing.
2: Yes, it's about nothing. It's about it's aliens.
0: It's about aliens. Um,
2: it's the fourth <laughs> Indiana Jones, but this is good and I can listen to it over and over again. <laughs>
0: Come sail away with me. This is just, we're not in, into this to perform a song that we have to get serious about every night. No,
2: definitely not.
0: I, how do those dudes that do Hamlet do that every single night? Actually, how do the people that do Death of a Salesman get up every night and perform that piece? It, oh, you know, like, if yeah, you're going to be in a rock not band. Because sevens, man. Because yeah, they're not <laughs> sevens.
2: <laughs> and and like, like, thinking about this song, I, I love... Also thinking about the fact that, like, this possibly the most famous song from Stick's career was like a throwaway nothing song that that they wrote almost <laughs> as a joke. Yep. And is now their like they hate playing Mister Roboto. They hate it and they view it as the biggest mistake of their career. <laughs> and part of that is because they're stuck with it now. That's it. They cannot escape Mr. Roboto, which is such a stupid, stupid, awesome <laughs> song. It's so much fun, and it's so stupid.
0: There's a terrible story to tell, but I was in a, a funk band for a while, and, and the two sevens one night were hopped up on Nestie and Fruit Loops and wrote a song called I Wish I Had Fabio's Pecs. Perfect, yep. That song followed us mm-hmm. for way yep. too long Yep. <laughs> yep. thankfully yeah. like digital music is wasn't really a thing in 1997 or else i would be plagued with it it might be out there on myspace somewhere but <laughs> <laughs> i wish i had fabio's pecs yeah 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 was re- repeated over and over again uh-huh. Uh-huh. and yeah was quite popular in the day in uh in denver colorado
2: and, and gives you like th- that is another great example of like like you you just what uh the last song was talking about mike posner like being stuck in the fame that you created for yourself right. like you can't escape that now can't escape it <laughs>
0: I was out of the band. The, uh, the last performance of that song was at a, a very well-known place in Denver, Colorado. And the seven, like, just kind of like overly dramatic. I went, "Oh, thank God, this is the last time we're playing this <laughs> song." <laughs> and it, it was clear that he was done. Funny. Much love to you, Matt Williams. Um, TJ. Yeah. Sometimes you have a song with someone. You have a song with your wife. Yeah. Perhaps a I don't song. remember
2: what it is right now, but. <laughs> Definitely have one, right?
0: <laughs> Do you have a song with your kid?
2: I have a few songs with them. It, that's going to get into sappy territory. Let's oh. skip that. We're talking about sevens. <laughs> Some fun. Yeah.
0: TJ, you and I have a song, mm-hmm. and it's this next song. The, the <laughs> I haven't told this story on our podcast yet, but I love it. First time TJ and I really connected. Uh, we went on a road trip together to a conference in california from colorado we saw that the weather was going to get really bad in utah so we dipped down to arizona instead to drive over to san diego unfortunately our timing was terrible and we got hit by a whiteout in san in uh somewhere in the middle of you know uh, arizona yep which apparently doesn't happen very often in arizona it does not happen very often it snows there But it doesn't,
2: whiteouts don't happen very often. And just so you know, people in Arizona do not know how to drive in the snow.
0: Don't know how to clear snow from their roads either. Nope. So I grew up, you know, 30 minutes outside of Aspen, like 8,000 feet above sea level, and I'm very used to snow. Yeah. And yeah, snow <laughs> doesn't
2: stop us here.
0: Come on. People just stopped in the middle of the highway. And so T- for six hours, it was T- <laughs> TJ and I were behind a, a semi truck that had just decided to stop when I had to wait. The unfortunate thing was I had us, I had things set for us to have all the tunes that we needed on this. What was going to be like 24 hours in the car. Right. Yep. On my uh, MP3 player.
2: Mm-hmm. Let the listener hear <laughs> that his MP3 player was a Microsoft <gasps> Zoom soon so you may know the rest of the story <laughs>
0: it, was a m- it worked real well for for a, a couple months <laughs> did we make it out of colorado with that thing still I functioning i don't i don't think, I don't think well, so no you watched the dark night i think on it didn't you
2: yeah no i watched it on the, your laptop
0: oh is that all right so yeah. and then the laptop died this was yeah. how we got through the night. By the way, yep. if you fall, if you are stuck in the middle of the night in a whiteout in Arizona, right in the middle of a freeway, you can't fall asleep. Right. You know, yeah. You're because in the middle the of the cra- highway. Traffic can start moving anytime. <laughs> Ridiculous. One of us needs to stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> Zune broke. I only had two CDs. One was all of love songs that Kelly had given to me. That yeah. didn't last very long. Yeah. That was a other-
2: hilarious mix.
0: The the other was this very random album, and this was the first song. And friends, it was by the great Weird Al Yankovic. Perfect. I I don't know that there's a better example of a of a great <laughs> of a seven in terms of variety, hyperactivity, um, and the ability to reframe. His whole shtick is reframing.
2: Yep it's 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 his it's so much of his career is that he's just reframing other people's stories into something funnier
0: he's taking gangster's paradise which is a fairly dark song yes and and saying i bet you there's some joy here to be found gotta be gotta be
1: Even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone. I'm a man of the land. I'm into discipline. Got a Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin. But if I finish all of my chores and you finish thine, then tonight we're going to party like it's 1699.
0: The Amish paradise is just brilliant. (laughs) uh, Treat yourself. (laughs) the, The reframing continues to his biography. He does a movie. And you know you'll know this like Weird Al Yankovic's like six foot five. He's just this enormous person hires mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe to to, to play him, who's like yep. four foot eleven. Yeah, yeah. So funny. Um, I could I could tell Weird Al stories forever because like I'm I'm forty seven and I was listening to Weird Al music when I was in elementary school. Back I before remember it was cool. Very clearly, I mean, <laughs> you you can't undersell how big Eat It was. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> In fact, that's true. Like that that mo- that video. It was the video. The video mm-hmm. dropped, and people were like, because they were there was so much Michael Jackson buzz. Yeah, and that video <laughs> blew people's minds. Yeah, that, but we're just uh, national treasure. <laughs> <sighs> Our song it's not not only on this album but when you talk about the inner life of a seven and being self-deprecating yeah but reframing the self-deprecation yes yes this is the two songs that we're going to hit have that mm-hmm. quality mm-hmm. in the first the, this the song that was on this album which i think tj after the third time through this album said i think we we could probably put that one away for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah is white and nerdy which is a again a parody of a, f- a fairly um, serious song called "Riding" yeah. by Chamillionaire. "Riding Dirty." As opposed to something like "Amish Paradise," which he takes on the character of the Amish person, I really think this is about himself, and, it, yeah, and he's sure. poking poking fun at some of the fun of some of his eccentricities.
2: Yeah, a lot of this seems a bit white more uh,
1: autobiographical.
0: just gives this laundry list of humorous self-parody. Yeah. And as we've kind of talked about in our last one, like about half of these might actually stick if we're being honest with ourselves, you know. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. I could see Yeah, this.
2: there's a bunch of this stuff that I Definitely resonate with
1: first in my class here at MIT. Got skills, I'm a champion of D. MC yes, Sure, that's my favorite MC. Keep your 40 out, just have an earl grey tea. My ribs never spin. To the contrary, you'll find that they're quite stationary. All of my action figures and cherry. Stephen Hawking's in my library. My mindspace space pages all totally pimped out. Got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces. I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a wizard, mine sweeper, I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're gonna stay amazed. My so fast, i set the place of blade. There's no killer rap, I haven't grown at Pascal while well, I'm number one Do vector calculus just for fun I ain't got a gap but I got a soldering gun Happy Days is my favorite theme song I can sure your butt in a game of ping pong I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on. fluent in JavaScript as
3: well as Klingon on
0: the There was a scene in Barbie In which the director made some subtle jabs at men I think that she had dated And one of them was to point out that they mansplained the godfather mm, at, yeah yes <laughs> at a certain yep. level and i was talking to kieran about this the other day and i was like i was i was all in on this movie until that scene mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. cut yeah. it cut me yeah. and i was
2: stabbing like, oh. the heart especially like you and kieran that's perfect <laughs> the yeah. russian is down <laughs>
0: <laughs> the reframing the my favorite reframe on this and it's such a great line is in the chameleon air version I'll play it there's a there's a scene of murder that takes place and it's part of, you know, the the living and having life that he had as a young person.
5: And then
0: he's talking about, you know, the fear and the anger and the aggression and what it means to be in those spaces. And it's about a shooting. Right. And when Weird Al takes this, he, he creates this very strange image myself
1: pack they were having at the my wrap pop pop hope
0: no one sees me getting freaky and in the video it's him just you know wrapped up with like two boxes of staples bubble wrap and yeah. he's like making out with himself <laughs> and it's it is so funny yeah. and again reframe
2: yeah and there's just so much of this that like it's it's also putting forth ideas that other people can relate to yep. in really entertaining ways like he uh i i myself would consider myself to be a whiz at Minesweeper sweeper <laughs> up until windows completely changed it and messed <laughs> it up but like like there's a bunch of this stuff that is like, oh yeah, he's making fun of me too, but like I'm I'm part of the joke.
0: Part of the joke. And I,
2: I think that's a good like seven things like like sevens are really good at making fun of themselves, but they're bringing you in
0: on the joke. That's a great that's, that's a great way to put that. Yeah. This next song very few people will have heard before, but again, from 3rd grade Jeff Having listening to Dare to Be Stupid every single day before going off to class, mm-hmm. this song is like part of my subconscious now, and it's a yeah. breakup song. Yeah, and I think it's very self-revealing about the heart of a seven because it's a breakup song, but it is spun so hard as a reframe. Yeah, and the you'll see the uh, how this works. It's a duop song called One More Minute. And i'm going to read down the lyrics because again this one just goes so slow until the end when it kind of builds right same story with sticks well i heard that you're leaving gonna leave me far behind because you found a brand new lover you decided that i'm not your kind so i pulled your name out of my rolodex and i tore all your pictures in two and i burned down the malt shop where we used to go just because it reminds me of you (laughs) and i
1: burned down the malt shop where
2: Wait a second. You committed arson?
0: <laughs> double gluttony there by the way, <laughs> right? You both you you do malt shops and you're and you're going to burn this place down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I might seem This is my favorite. Just this line is so classic. I guess I might seem kind of bitter. You got me feeling down in the dumps.
3: Because I'm stranded
1: all alone in the gas station of love.
0: Oh, <laughs> so honey, let me help you with that suitcase. You ain't gonna break my heart in two because I'd rather get a hundred thousand paper cuts on my face than spend one more minute with you.
2: <laughs> Gluttony and the do up, and the, the there's just like we know that, like, if you know and love sevens, you know that they're good and entertaining and like like they they're good storytellers and and they they know how to like bring people in on the joke like we've been saying but also if you've really paid attention to a lot of sevens you also know that they're capable of being incredibly mean because yes. they're really clever observers of people and of circumstances and can sort of like figure out how to say the thing in a way that is cutting and and drives to the worst things that can be seen about it because that is part of how good like good comedy works that way sometimes and thinking about how this song goes out like this is a great reminder of how mean sevens can be and also we're all still laughing
0: there it is. Yeah, it's not, it's not charming. What's another word for this? Uh, disarming. Yeah, it's that disarming yeah. humor. It's yeah, feeling repressed, and yet you're so clever mm-hmm. and charming. It, it disarms you. Yeah. But 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 the a, an image that sticks with me, one that I am, sticks with me every time I walk into dirty bathrooms. Comes in this in the in the latter uh, verse. I'd rather have my blood sucked out by leeches, shove an ice pick under a toenail or two.
1: I'd rather clean all the bathrooms in Grand Central Station with my tongue than spend one more minute
3: with you.
0: Yes, it's just that image. I'm <laughs> like, this bathroom is disgusting, and then I have weird algo off in my head. <laughs> gross.
2: It's so gross, and it's so <sighs> funny. It's such a visceral... Good job,
0: Weird Al. We're, we're we're gonna wrap up the sevens with uh, another band that's whose lyrics whose music is amazing and their lyrics are just meh. And it's it's uh, Led Zeppelin. And Robert yeah. Plant just has this element all over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not just the seven qualities we might see in a, a song like "Ramble On," which is about movement, right? Or in a song like "Rock and Roll" that just isn't about anything. But it's a, a or the, crazy great song.
2: Or the, the, thinking of the, the course of, of musicality coming from Led Zeppelin, from inception to when they weren't playing music anymore. Like, yeah. There's so much variance mm. in, in what they were making. They're just constantly reinventing what they're doing.
0: That's true. I have never I haven't thought about variety, but you're exactly yeah. right.
2: And and infusing spaces that shouldn't have this thing and just bringing that thing and saying, "Oh no, we're we're going to do it anyway." Yeah. Like a mandolin. Mandolin does not belong on a rock stage. <laughs> <laughs> and Led Zeppelin's like, "I'll show you what doesn't belong on a rock stage."
0: <laughs> playing the guitar with a bow and yeah you know what's better all (laughs) kinds of weird shit (laughs) there might be two sevens uh you know what's better than you know one head on a guitar two yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then play it with a bow yep (laughs) perfect Perfect. (laughs) the the thing about sevens is a lot of times sevens understand other sevens and we'll talk about jack black later but jack black's Elevation of immigration song at Mm -hmm. the beginning of School of Rock, where he's going, (laughs) he's going and just ah, yeah, (laughs) just he gets it. He gets it, you know, a seven seven
2: (laughs) Jack Black just gets it,
0: seven with a seven wing. Um, that's a Rob Bell joke. The thing about (laughs) the the thing about Stairway to Heaven is it it, almost identical to Mm Sticks, you're going somewhere. Uh, the clouds are opening up kind of image we're pulling you into somewhere better but the song really if you look at the song it's really about nothing and it takes yep. forever to get to the the epic outro
2: yep it's we to have an in and of itself sort of showcases the the transition of style that is in Led Zeppelin like it flows through a lot of their styles of music and it's all one song yep and it's like like it is one of, it is highly regarded as one of the greatest rock songs of all time. And it's about nothing.
1: There's a lady who's sure All that glitters is gold And she's buying the stairway To heaven When she gets there she knows If the stars are all cool the word she can get what she can ooh, 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 and she's buying us every there's a sign on the wall but she wants to be sure cause you know sometimes words
2: The lyrics sound nice, but if you really pay attention to what they're actually saying, it's about nothing. Yeah. Yep. Like it they they wrote this song and then they had to fill it in like the places that that weren't important, they filled in with fluff. Because it it doesn't matter that it's about nothing because the song is amazing and everyone knows it and
0: like it's yeah. The last thing I wanted to say about sevens, and we'll move on, is you mentioned in our last uh, episode was that uh, David Bowie is likely a seven, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that David Bowie wasn't his real name.
2: Oh sure, yeah, yeah, Davy Jones.
0: You were named after a pirate, and you still <laughs> decided to change your name. Well, and 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 twice. Like,
2: part of what we were talking about was that like Davy Jones becomes David Bowie. Uh-huh. who creates the character Ziggy Stardust <laughs> to perform on stage. That's a- and like like David Bowie talked about the fact that he didn't really like performing live because yeah. people just expect him to do the old stuff. Yeah. And he just wants to play and make music.
0: Gotta get stuck and in he- that old song. And- You're gonna be stuck singing sad songs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and And like stuck as the character Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. And yeah.
0: There's three people that I know who composed something for after they died, and all three of them are sevens. Sure. David Bowie composed a, an album to be released on his death. Yeah. Andy Kaufman did a bunch of videos to be played at his funeral. hmm And then again, famously, Mozart did The Requiem. Right. Which is arguably the greatest piece of music ever. The, all of these are very future focused and right, right. have a strong reframing side to them
2: and and like especially thinking about Kaufman and Mozart as I know him through Amadeus that the idea of having something that's for your own funeral yeah you want the people at your funeral yeah. fantastic time and like overwriting the loss and the grief and the mourning, and saying, here's this thing that you get
0: to experience now. With Mozart, it's, it's, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard, and the thing about the Requiem, it is so much different than everything else he writes. Right. And so again, variety. Something it, new. Sneaking in there.
2: Yeah, and, and to to essentially overcome grief. To yes. to provide his his mourners the opportunity to escape their
0: pain. Yep. yep. There are some. I don't know if sevens have a desire for immortality, but well. Okay, so to breach a subject. <laughs> there is a famous theologian who is who's uh, has a lot of post death uh, thoughts, and that sure. be, would be one Jesus of Nazareth, who also does quite a bit for you know, what is it that happens after the death hmm. and hmm. might just to, uh, to, to, so dear listener, if you don't know, it, I'm convinced Jesus is a seven and I'm on on a little Island, but yep. nothing wrong island. with that. Yourself, but <laughs> I don't believe that falls into, falls into the uh, type on stereotype. Just, just to, just to name it right. Yeah. Here.
2: All of the things that you <laughs> like that fall into the type. But there's a bunch of other stuff that happened too.
0: Just saying. Little... All right, this recording went three hours long, so we're splitting it in two, and we will release our eight deep dive in a couple days. A few things before we sign off. First, we're typing people we don't know, which shouldn't do, but we do it here and assume that we have these right in order to discuss the inner lives of the nine types and to bring forward things in others we see also in ourselves. So not a good habit, but it's for educational purposes here. Uh, So don't type other people. Second, we have lots of events online and in Colorado, and these are all posted at aroundthecircle.org. Our Colorado event is in February, and we meet monthly on the Zoom. Uh, Lastly, sharing this with folks you love is always encouraged, and we would love, love, love to hear your thoughts through the Instagram, and that's what I got. You got anything else, Teach?
2: I got nothing, man.
0: I'm Jeff Cook. Who you aren't is not interesting.